This episode of Finding Demo Surf Fishing is being brought to you by Ninja Tackle. Head on over to ninjatackleva.com and take a look at all the cool things that Matt's got going on up there in Virginia. Need the new rod? The old seven-foot one-piece go-to? Yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite. But now he's also got the four-piece travel rod, which is phenomenal. I used it not too long ago. If you didn't see that, it was back on my Facebook. Caught a nice bobo right from the shore. Put up a great fight. Rod gave me no issues. Throwing one ounce uh, metal. It was awesome. Really good rod. Rigs, got you covered. Reels, other rods. He's got a lot of stuff in the shop. If you're into firearms and firearm accessories, he's got you covered there too. So if you need to, which you do, you need to go up there. Take a look at ninjatackleva.com. Get your order in today. You won't be sorry. It's going to be good. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another awesome week. I hope you're doing well wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I hope it's all going right according to plan the way you want it. That's to be the good stuff. This week, we are in the local home area. We're staying in the Navarre, Pensacola area, and, uh, and we got some fun stuff to talk about. We're going to be talking with Real Coastal Fishing. That's going to be Julie and Brent. If you haven't seen them yet, they are on pretty much all your social media you need there uh, under Real Coastal, R-E-E-L. That's under Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Lots of cool stuff they're doing here. They've been really nailing it, knocking it out of the park, and just having a lot of fun uh, doing their stuff. So definitely take a look at their thing, uh, their whole social media. Sorry, I can't even speak. Uh, lots of stuff coming. I know that. And we've talked a little bit about it, but we're really going to get into it now. So without further ado, welcome to the show, guys. Glad to have you here. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Brian. Good to be here. Oh, man. I've, I've only been trying to plan this for a little while, so uh, <laughs> That's all right. I've, I've slightly failed. Everybody's busy this time of year. Yeah. And it, like we were talking about offline, you know, the fishing is, it's definitely troublesome right now, but it's <laughs> winter fishing. So it's not a horrible, horrible surprise. Yeah. Challenging to say the least. Um, that's why a lot of people are heading down south to do a little fishing <laughs> trips here and there. <laughs> Very true. Well, let's go ahead and let's just jump right in. And by all means, you guys, however you want to answer it in your format, that's completely up to you. So we'll start this way. Tell us your story and what got you into fishing. I'll go first. first. <laughs> um, I grew up fishing. My dad has always had a place in northern Wisconsin. Um, he's a big, big musky fisher. So literally probably since the day I could walk, I just started fishing and never quit. And then when we moved down here a few years ago, it amped up to a whole nother level because it's <laughs> all new species, all new techniques, all new gear. Um, so I, that's my story. What's yours, Brent? Um, mine's a little bit of the same. I didn't fish as much. I was more into the hunting when I was, when I grew up, I did fish with my dad. A little bit here and there. We took a couple of trips every year. Um, and we moved to Tennessee and got more heavy into the bass fishing. And trout. And trout and, and really got into that. But when we came down here, I mean, we just took it to, well, I shouldn't say we. Especially she took it to a whole <laughs> nother level. And, uh, I mean, it's been great. I mean, you never, 
you never know. So that, that's what I like about down here because it's all new to us. We don't claim to know what the heck we're doing because we don't. But we're figuring it out. And that's, you know, that's kind of how we got into it. We, or love, I got into it. we love the joy of learning something new at our age and then sharing it. That's what we love about it. That's good stuff. And the sharing thing is, <laughs> it's, it's obviously very near and dear to me since I do a podcast. But yeah, uh, we, we are definitely slightly older. Uh, mm -hmm. we, are, we are seasoned in our lives. <laughs> so, you know, for us, it's easy. I don't know. I think it's our generation's got a little bit better on that one that we share the info. You know, it, I remember growing up <coughs> trying to talk to somebody older and be like, hey, uh, what bait? Um, yeah, you just got to find it. Well, what bait? You just got to find it. You didn't help me there, bud. <laughs> so I, I, I think it also that. is where you're at because up yeah. north, they don't discuss bait, locations. N nothing is told of fishing. So you're literally, unless, you know, you have a dad that does it all, <laughs> then you're lucky. <laughs> but um, down here, within our little community in the Panhandle, everybody is very generous with their knowledge to... Most, most, not yeah. everybody. Some people like <laughs> keep it all black out the background of their pictures. and But yeah. most guys are like, hey, we're over here doing this and this is what worked. Especially for YouTubers and people on Facebook, it's easy to tell. We all fish the same areas. You can look on Google Maps and zoom in a picture. So why not just be upfront and honest and help out your fellow angler? It's also why I fly a 14-foot flagpole right yeah. where I'm normally fishing. I'm like, I'm right here. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. We need to do that. Well, the, the flags have become a fun one. Um, unfortunately, right now... Uh, uh, you guys have seen the other show that we do, Mike yeah. and I do, the uh, Panhandle Fishing Report. Yep. Uh, Mike has a bigger flagpole now, and, and that's a problem. <laughs> so I, I eventually will have to make sure I get a little bit more. But yeah, sometimes the flag stuff's pretty cool. I, I, I've It's been fun seeing certain ones and knowing who's who. Like, oh, hey, yeah. let me go down and say hi to them. So. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. It's something we thought to. about. I think it would be kind of cool. That way, I mean, people have started to notice us, which is... And we'll get into it that later on. Out. But I mean, <laughs> I think it'd be kind of cool that people that aren't sure, like, oh yeah, well that's them because there's a giant real coastal flag behind them. Yeah. You know, we when we when we first met Salty Goat, that's how we met him because he had his flag hung on his cart. And, mm -hmm. You know, so we know exactly who it was. <laughs> nice, he's a cool dude. I hope he's yes. doing well. I haven't talked to him in a probably a, in a couple of weeks. We text a little bit back and forth. He's, I enjoy talking with him. I really. Yep. Do. He's, he's a, a guy. yeah, he's a good guy, one of our local vets. So we're always looking to support that. No. What type of fishing do you like to do? I Wait, go first. Okay, I go first. first. Ladies first all day. <laughs> Apparently, I'm on the spot always. Um, I am not picky. It's literally my type of fishing is just going after the big guys. So we have so many different opportunities in this area, whether it's bay fishing, inshore, offshore, beach fishing. I mean, I love it all. I just always want the big guy. Brent's happy catching Pompano and whining, and I'm mm -hmm. like, give me a shark, give me a drum. Um, so I'm not going to pick a favorite per se. I just want bigger the better. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, for, for me, it's it's definitely become surf fishing. I, I love to be out in the boat, but surf fishing is just, it's more sometimes it's more relaxing other times there's poles going off constantly and you can't figure out which end is up but you know on the days where it's just a normal bite you can kind of you know relax people watch sit in your chair 
you know, there's not. Well, you need a lot of people doing that. Too. Yeah, there's a little bit for me. There's less work involved in that than there is with the boat because I don't have to hook it up. I don't have to clean it. I don't have to do all that kind of stuff. But um, it's definitely become surf fishing for me. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> the other reason I don't have a boat, but uh, it, it's fun having friends with boats. Like, you want to go up? Like, if you really want, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna say no to catching fish in a boat. There's good. We'll boat. have to take you out. Soon. Yeah, we'll go out for uh, sure. Oh, soon. I'm hoping. I I actually feel about. Who's the legs better? Now. Yep. I, I I don't want to be that guy that goes and we're down. You know, and then trying to tread water with a bum leg. That nothing good is going to come from that. I mean, for people like us with a channel, I mean, that might go viral. So it could, yeah. it could be. Yeah, like, I might just have. I guess we'll have to do that. Brett might bump you off the side. Ooh. I'll it's jump fair. in and rescue. It'll let me let me get the phone throw on the, the fadeaway. Yeah. Blow up, blow up real quick for everybody. Oh, now I when we go fishing together, I really hope it does not. Happen. <laughs> God, I hope we're not for like. Uh, forecasting this that would sound no. horrible now and anybody else listening to this is like yeah do it push him off <laughs> we'll do a fundraiser there we go for the push yeah. there we go all right so what is your favorite thing about fishing um for me personally it's Brent and I always fish together we don't ever go out by ourselves it's the two of us we're a group so really it's spending time with him and outdoors outdoors is my church there's no other way to describe it. Um, if I don't get outside, uh, whether she, she go, she she literally will start. I don't want to say like shaking, but if she's not outside <laughs> every day doing something, she's she's not happy. Yeah. So it's to me, it's the outdoors, spending time with my husband of many many years, and um, the challenge of always getting something bigger and newer. I mean, that's pretty typical. Yeah. For me, it's watch. I mean, it's the same. Just spending time, spending time with her. Um, I mean, everything that's come with it. You know, meeting the different people down here is is great. But watching her do new things, you know, whether it was giant redfish, huge black drum, you know, a seven foot shark from the beach, which was completely unexpected. You know, <laughs> just all those those things all rolled into one is is why I like doing it's, it. Yeah, it's spending time where we want to be um, outside and spending time together. Like marriage, you know, it's kind of a thing where if you two can find something <laughs> together. So everybody, if you can get that perfect spouse like that, that's that's a happy when you both can go somewhere like that. So great job, you guys. I mean, sometimes that's... I got to get her to pump the brakes a little bit <laughs> because she would literally, I mean, she, she sometimes she forgets like I have a full-time job that I do, <laughs> but I got to get her to pump the brakes Amy's every once in a while man. because she wants to fish all the time. Yeah. I'm like, maybe we'll just take today off. Just, just but he doesn't off. like my days off because if we're not fishing, then I'm always looking to go hiking or walk so somewhere outside. yeah we just have to be out i get it i get it and hey you know you're only gonna have full-time job for now until the youtube explodes <laughs> and, you know, that's what he says all the time yep. he's like just keep doing what you're doing until i can retire yep. <laughs> someday it's all a joke <laughs> it's a joke it's always but we can have big dreams right absolutely if we don't i mean what are we gonna do yeah, what, are you, what are you doing it for then yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, you've been doing a lot of obviously your whole life there. And let's go with, uh, we'll stick with the surf on this one because that's been our biggest focus. And I know you've been playing a lot out there. Has there been a craziest or favorite catch yet? <laughs> I'll take this one. <laughs> well, uh, 
well, I'll take my my portion. Okay. For me, I, I referenced it once already. It was the sharp. Um, I, I mean, we had targeted. We were targeting them. We were looking to catch sharks. Did I think it was really going to happen to that scale? No. But catching a ladyfish, using that for bait, and seven foot black tip on a ten foot, you know, I don't even know what it was. Nothing fancy, but pen combo, surf fishing combo. And watching her land that thing and fight that thing, that was, to me, today I'll never forget. And it's a, it's a video that a lot of people, that has gotten a lot of traction um, just because of the acoustics of it. The, you, know, <laughs> you could close your eyes and watch that thing and wonder what's going on. But then if you really watch the video, I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, it that was a shark kicked my butt. It gave her everything yeah. she wanted and then some. Yeah. So we've had a lot of comments from the audio from that, but I mean, it's real. I don't ever hide anything when I'm out fishing. We yep. show the, I always say the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm not a pretty fisherwoman. <laughs> I don't wear makeup. My hair is usually a rat's nest. So if I'm struggling, you're going to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretending out there. <laughs> going the whole experience like this is life. Yeah. Welcome to it. Yep, exactly. Smart. Okay. So, so, so for me, it was definitely that, that her catching that shark. That was that was cool. My favorite fishing experience isn't on YouTube or Facebook because um, it was surf though. Oh, surf. Surf. Okay. No, no, so, no. It's okay. It's okay. Go. You, you've already okay. you've already started peeling the bandaid. No, 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 no. Continue. <laughs> we were on a work trip. Uh, Brent's work was kind enough to take us out to Hawaii. And I was one of the very few females to jump on a charter boat and um, super nice charter boat. Needless to say, Brent started chumming the waters for me. That's what I do. Good and man. Good man. I caught a uh, short nosed. Right there. Spearfish. That guy. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so cool. What? There. <laughs> so <laughs> that was mine just because I'll never, you know, first of all, there are, only in the Pacific Ocean. Yep. They're and, only off the coast of Kona, the big island in Hawaii. That's the only place in the world you can find them. And um, even the captain and the charter guys were so excited when I pulled that in. At the moment, I didn't know how exceptional that fish was, but after things calmed down, then we started to learn. And it was just, it was really my first offshore trip and it was done in style <laughs> because it wasn't on our dime. And um, it was an amazing experience. The owner of his company happened to be on that boat there. So Brent got a little kudos for having the yeah, white jack caught that. It was a cool day. Yeah, it was, yeah, very it was cool a day. fun day. Other than the, you know, four hours of being seasick for me. It was a cool day. <laughs> I would say I, I can thank Brent for tubbing my waters with that guy. So if I'm hearing correctly, um, your uh, drip that you need for adrenaline for fishing <laughs> is quite high so now yeah. i understand what you were talking about with the need to <laughs> bigger more faster stronger give me it all on those yeah we'll, we'll just say this it's gotten to the point now um i've caught a lot of reds down here in the few years that we have lived here and when i catch them i'm just like oh, it's like catching a bass back home like everybody catches them <laughs> And Brent takes his time. For me, like, I, no. like, I, I, it, it's foreign to me. I mean, I, I have my biggest redfish to date is 29 inches. I have never caught anything over 30. And she's caught a 36, a 39, a 40, and a 43. 
So I'm aiming for the 50 club now. So I'm like, how are you, how is this not just adrenaline filled enough for you? Like when we lived in Tennessee and in Illinois, I loved to crappie fish. You know, I just, it's fun. I hated it. She would never (laughs) go crappie fishing with me. No. Because they're not big big enough. Northerns and muskies, those are the big fish up north. I just like, like I said, I like the big guys. So cool. This is why I'm married to Brent, everybody. I like the big guys. <laughs> Understand you, bro. Yes. Mm. Medium extra husky. And we keep that's right. That's why my wife keeps me around. I keep the bed warm. I'm I'm a natural heater in the winter. Uh yep. you know, I'm cuddly and soft. It's it's not that bad. I mean, I'm okay with it. I've accepted. <laughs> that's right. I know my role. I like there we it. I get that. I'm not there you go. I mean, so the funny thing, I I can't obviously speak for anybody on this, but I have a feeling I'm going to see you in a shark harness soon going after 10 foot tigers and bigger. I would love, love to. Well, that's the thing is about that. I mean, we have spent, and I'm not lying, a small fortune (laughs) on fishing gear since we've moved here. I mean, we had, we had to, we had to start all over. Yeah. All of our stuff was, none of it was sealed bearings. I mean, I seized reels. I broke rods. I mean, everything that we brought from freshwater it's just it just didn't last and that's i think we've gotten ourselves to the point that we have what we need i would like to upgrade some of my surf equipment because a lot of my stuff is just combos Combos. that i bought i don't have any you know i don't have the daggers and and the the slammer 5000s you know i just have combos but that's the next thing is the big you know rigs with with the fighting belt and figuring out a way to get a bait out there because i can promise you I am not kayaking it out there to drop. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I got to find a friend with a little RC boat or someone that's got a drone or something. There you go. I just need, um, my biggest thing, when I caught that uh, seven foot black tip, it was a fight because I was doing it just on a spinning rod. And Brent did bring me a bumper because I tend to bruise my hip bone and stomach by sticking that uh-huh. rod just to hold it. Um, but when all was said and done, we went back and looked at the videos. I thought, wow, that like I was proud of myself. And usually I'm my harshest critic, to say the least. But I was proud that I got it in on that gear. But I realized then how undermanned we are. <laughs> because my next, my go-to fish for this year that I want to get is a hammerhead. And I know that'll kick my butt. <laughs> so... Um, We've even talked about reaching out to some of the land-based shark charters and uh, seeing what they use, you know, just spending some time with them um, so that we don't go out blindly. And, you know, we all know how expensive fishing gear can be. <laughs> so we want to make sure we're getting the right stuff. So a belt and the belt and bigger gear, I, I can I can pretty much see into the future that that that, that will purchase will be made at some point. So. Um, I, I'm not going to edit this. Well, I might edit this out. We'll see. But <laughs> in, uh, if you're, when you say hammer, do you want like the hammer or do you want a scalloped hammer or like, do you, oh, want I want the hammer. Big, yo, yo, I want the big boy. Yep. Absolutely. Oh boy. Yeah. That's an expensive <laughs> trip to the store. That, well, <laughs> and this is why we've talked about doing a charter because. Um, if you look back onto that YouTube video, I'm a, uh, that was my most emotional catch ever. You can hear it in my voice. I'm almost crying, and it wasn't exhaustion, though I'm sure that played a role. 
it was watching Brent pull that out of the water to de-hook it. Um, cause I was scared to death cause we've seen the pinky video, right? <laughs> like <laughs> there's my husband <laughs> pulling this massive shark out. And that's all I could think we're new to this. Um, so anytime we're handling a new species, especially something that wants to chomp your hands off to say the least, I was scared, but I wanted it on the beach. I didn't want him to screw it up either. Yeah. Um, yeah. That video, so that's why we're talking about that, that maybe dude. talking to some of the charters because they know what they're doing. They could teach us what we need to know. Well, we'll talk on post show. I got a couple of recommendations if you want. That would be oh, awesome. You reminded me of you reminded me of that video. We got that finger in there, and he, he took me like a chance. Like, damn it, he cut my finger off. And I'm like, yeah. There was a follow up <laughs> video to that too, where they explained just how bad it was. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah I, oh, it was in front of his kids. It was terrible. I just don't want to ever witness that. But I want to catch them. I just don't want that that to happen. We caught she, she caught a couple on the beach. You know, you know, two three footers. I say play side. And she, and she didn't even want to pick those up. She's like, uh. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> I, well, there are certain things that I pride myself that I do all my own fishing. You know, because we all know that there's some females out there. Bring um, your own hooks, take your fish yeah, off. I do all that. But if Brent's around, for sure he's getting the catfish. I get off. the catfish, the sharks, and the stingrays. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if he's not around, I'd have to handle it myself. But, you know, we're always fishing together. So I'll just yell at him. I'm like, it's your turn to take it off. It's your turn. I just, I just don't want to mess with those guys. If it's trying to kill me, I'm not messing with it. <laughs> Girl, same. So you, <laughs> get you completely on that. Yeah, I I, I, um, I love sharks from afar. I do. They're beautiful. <laughs> I love when other people catch them. I'm happy for you. Uh, sharks are not in my top five, so I get it. And it's mostly for that exact reason. Uh, yeah. We could we could definitely compare notebooks on the fun social media things we've seen of people yeah. de-hooking sharks. Oh, yeah. oh God. Like I'm glad Justin from Justin Reed Fishing uh, showed me, like, uh, dude, don't grab that tail. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, look. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and then I saw the video of the guy getting his nipple chewed off. And I'm like, well, that's what you get. Oh, I have not seen that one. <laughs> well, I'll send it to you. That was a good one. I don't think I've seen that one. I don't know if I want you to send that to me. Oh, that was uh yeah, that that was that was something special, that's for sure. All right, oh. so we're gonna move into the next section, but before we move into the next section, we're gonna knock out a quick bait check because it's been 22 minutes, and that's what we do. It is the first bait check of the episode. Hopefully you've caught a bunch of fish by now because that is what we all want. Catch fish and have a good day. That is the most important thing. As long as you're having fun. That's that's the second. But this bait check is being brought to you by DS Custom Tackle. Head on over to dscustomtackle.com and take a look at the massive amount of gear that they have available to you. Are you a rig tire and you're looking to get your hands into the industry to get all the floats, hooks, everything you need? They got you covered on tackle supply. Maybe you need to get your own hands on some glow-in-the-dark sand flea floats. Oh, I don't know. We've kind of talked about that. He's got them. Also, the wonderful fruit basket. Very, very beautiful, bright bouquet for all those wonderful fishy needs. Go on over there, dscustomtackle.com, get your order. So we're moving into my favorite part of the show. And the favorite part is the tips, tricks, stealing your knowledge. 
<laughs> that, that's what we do. We're definitely out here to help people. And this podcast has been, that's the focus. It's always been an educational platform and it will continue to be and in long form content. So we're going to move into that. Let's talk about your days when you're planning your trips. So think about this in that respect. How do you plan? I'm going out today and this is how we're going to do it. The first thing we always do is check the weather and see what the wind is doing. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, it's wind. And you know, yeah. it, 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 I don't wanna say it directs us every time, but almost every time, whatever the wind's doing, that's what we're gonna do, whether it's north wind or south wind or, you know, what's, where can we go? Is if it's gonna blow anything over consistent 15 to 18, I'm not taking the boat out because I got a giant T-top and it's just gonna sling me wherever <laughs> it wants to sling me. You know, if it's a stiff south wind, I know the waves are going to be so high in the Gulf that I'm not going to be able to get a bait to hold anyway. You know, so we, the wind is the biggest factor for, for at least for me. For since we don't know what we don't know yet, I try to make it as comfortable for us as possible. Yeah. I don't want to be out in rough seas. I don't want to sit and waste my time on the beach. So we try to figure out where the wind's blowing and that directs us to where we should go. Literally every night before we're going to go fishing, Brent's sitting there tying on rigs. I mean, that's really his big job. Yeah. I help, but he does the majority of the work. Yeah. And then it never fails. The morning of, we check the weather once again. And, and we're it like, changed never and I got to redo it all. Oh, every time. We're not going yep. surf fishing today. We got to re-rig everything. Yep. So that's why we, you know, bring way more than we need to. You know, yes. I'll bring it. Three set up for redfish, two for sheep's head, couple for Spanish. You know, the, the only thing we don't, the only thing we really have to determine is if it's the surf or the boat. Because if we're in the boat, we can kind of adjust on the fly. You know, if we're going surf fishing, we're going surf fishing. There's really no change in that. A up. lot of times when we um, say we're going in the boat, we might just take the boat to go shore up on a little private area of the beach, you know. Get away from the people. Yeah. And, and um, set up some. Carolina rigs. So that the wind comes into play too. Is it going to be the North shore mm -hmm. of the sound or is it going to be on the South shore too? So checking the weather is uh, by far the first and foremost for us. And then after that, we just need to figure out, you know, shore fishing, um, beach fishing. You know, we just always go down and comb the area and see, you know, look for the troughs, look for the ribs, look for the deep spots. Yep. It's pretty, I think most of your viewers know all those little tips and tricks. But, hey, but there might be, this might be the first episode they listen to, and you might have just changed the whole world for them. So. <laughs> well, you never know. No, I, it, I've said this before in numerous podcasts, and I happily say it again. The majority of the foundation of fishing, bait, hook, in location they're always the biggest three in reality mm -hmm. i mean i can go from here and i can go to north carolina and i can hook up throw and go and hope yeah you know with a couple of episodes that i've talked to with these guys up there like well you need to look for a couple more pieces because our water's different it's the same when i go to jacksonville i know that i can't look at the water like we do here because well, you can't see the bottom jacksonville right, right. dirty water love you guys <laughs> we are we are spoiled with Very that spoiled. we are so you know the that's one of the things that i really harp on when i'm talking about this stuff is it doesn't matter if you think it's the most basic that's the one piece that may have changed your basic is somebody's level 20. so right. don't worry i like to um pay attention to is just time of day and i've and this is what i was taught 
you know, so I still think it plays a role from switching over from fresh water to <clears throat> salt water. Mornings are always great and right before dark is always fantastic. So during the day <laughs> when the sun is high and it's hot, um, then we take it easier. That's when we'll, you know, just relax, beach fish, I suntan, <laughs> Brenna cracks open a couple beers and we just have a good time while the poles are still in the water. But if we're, you know, out in the bays or the sound, that's when we just beach up the boat and enjoy the day and really fish hard morning and evening. Yeah, you get a, get after it in the good times, you know, first thing in the morning or in the evening. But That and the tides, right? So weather... The tide I struggle with still because... Oh, he hates... I, I don't... <laughs> I still don't understand it all. I mean, I understand the incoming and outgoing, but I just... I like don't. this winter threw us for a loop. Um, I don't know if we just weren't paying attention the last few winters or we fished that much more. Um, with that super low... I don't know what they called it, where it got super low for about three weeks... There was like no water in the bay, no water in the sound. I mean, it was, it had dropped like, I don't even know how big it dropped, but I, I try to keep up with the tides, but I don't really We're know. We're still what learning. I'm doing yet. So if anyone wants to shoot us <laughs> a basic knowledge of tide info, um... I mean, I hate to say it. Tide, this is Brian in the Gulf of Mexico talking. Brian, oh um, no. No, no, <laughs> Brian, non caring. Um, for me, I've noticed with surf, uh, tide really doesn't matter too, too much. Um, I've had numerous people say, Oh, you're crazy. And it's like, we have one tide a day. Uh, it, it's just, you know, I can fish on an outgoing where the scent goes out. Sure. But I'm going to uh -huh. be out there for seven and a half hours waiting for that. You know, am I going to be on the tide swing or if it's coming back in? Oh, well, the tide's coming. It's slow. So on the beach, yeah, I, I never really worry about tide and surf that much. Um, Another example being like neat tide when we have no water movement. Like, yeah, that's what it was called, neat tide. Hold my beer. Yeah, I'll go <laughs> yeah. out. And, I'll go out and throw in a neat. I don't mind. But um, in the other side, like Atlantic, yes, I fully think the tide has a huge swing in them. But for out here, I haven't really, I haven't really. Yeah, I noticed like in the sound and in the bays, the sheep's head for me personally were hitting better when it was a moving tide. For sure. Oh, I can, I can totally Things see that. Like that. Yeah. So I think it all depends you're going to pick what you need to pay attention to geared towards what you're aiming yeah. at. Yeah. Um, I also think this is a weird thing that I was taught when I was a little kid <clears throat> that I said to a couple people down here and they just looked at me like I was crazy. But if it's getting towards the end of the day or midday and you see that moon pop up in the sky, so you have the sun and the moon, I always say that's the fishing time. <laughs> it's like, what oh, are yeah. you talking about? But for some reason I was taught that if you can see the moon before dark, that's the time the fish are going to hit. And maybe it's in my head, but it's been working really good um, when we've been surf fishing. No, um, it's not in your head. That's the so lunar. So the so lunar, so I, I may or may not have, uh, pay, I pay <laughs> attention the to the so lunar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, All right. So I, there is some scientific fact behind mm -hmm. what was in my head. All yeah, right, oh, absolutely. There definitely is. Um, you, you can get it crazy into the moon phase. There's a lot of fun. That's a hole of a hole to go down on the moon I'll phase. I'll tell you what, my dad um, up north, who is where I learned everything from, he every day, whether he's fishing or not, right now he's not fishing, he's covered in snow, but he writes down the weather, what the moon's doing, the ev everything. And he's on a lake. He, but he's that neurotic and he is a successful, mm -hmm. very successful, yeah, very. successful. I mean, he runs his own tournaments and everything up north. So I didn't um, listen closely enough growing up, 
But um, though, so the things that I always say are in my head, like about the moon and stuff, I know it came from somewhere and it's him. But I think yeah, if yeah. you can pay attention that closely and now, you know, like you said, you have apps for it. Um, if you devote your time to those basic things, weather, tides, moon, um, you're going to be successful down here mm. for sure. Yep, definitely. So we talked about planning the trip. How do you select your spot when you get to the beach? Well, uh, it depends on how much gumption I have, to be honest, <laughs> depending on how far I can pull the cart. No, but but on it, we look for we look for the same thing everybody else looks for the uh, you know whether there's a break in the sandbar whether there's a rip going in you know or a rip sorry going out a deep trough a, some, that's yeah my favorite. some type of a deep trough if I can get to a sandbar I can bomb it over especially in the winter without actually getting in the water yeah. that's a plus um, but as long as there's a break and some deep water is really what we look for we've surfished with that many people since we lived here so everything that we know how or that everything that we figured out has come from watching facebook watching youtube you know listen to podcasts you know, do, doing all those things that you know we didn't have anyone to take us out and we just kind of figured it out as we went i mean i thought surface was gonna be the easiest thing ever now we went out the very first time and she stuck a pompano that was like 16 and a half to the fork i'm like oh this is easy it was the time it, of year and it took like 10 minutes it was that time of year. So we learned basically this winter how tough surf fishing can be. Because when you start, because we started our YouTube, I think, um, early September this past year. Late, right? Yeah, late August. Late, yeah, late August, early September. So back then, when we got into it, um, surf fishing was easy. There was pompano running the beaches, whitings, everything. Yeah, you're catching something every, every, day, day. every time out. A few somethings, at least. And then once winter hit, then I was like, okay, surf fishing is not as easy as I thought it was. A lot of downtime. It was a reality check. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The spring and fall run are the best <laughs> way to hate fishing because you're like, this is <laughs> awesome. Dinner every night. Uh-huh. And then you get the summer with the very rude and never ending June to October grass yep. that just sticks around. It's it's so weird and then winter it's a barren desert because everything's cold it's like no i'm not hungry so yeah <laughs> you guys got set up pretty good there oh yeah. man i'm sorry <laughs> we yeah. were spoiled too fast oh, that's perfect and we're gonna change that zero we're gonna we're gonna change that soon very very soon uh so let's talk about your gear setup and i love that you i love that you opened up before this question about that that you had to figure the game out on your own you had yeah. no choice you guys but you you put your head down and you did it and you've been successful you, you yeah. i've seen it i know it's not trick photography i know you've been out this winter <laughs> i know you've been out there doing this stuff i know y'all are killing it and i love that you're doing this through self-taught and other other means and picking it together so let's talk about your gear uh, and setting it up at your spot, where are you throwing your lines? Where are you casting? Well, I mean, if we're in the surf, we try to cover all the zones. Mm -hmm. So we'll, you know, if it's if it's decent water and it's you know comfortable enough to walk out in, I'll wade out to my waist and I'll I'll take one rod and I'll throw it as far as I can throw it. Get it over that sandbar. And then you know we'll try to put one in short in the trough. We might even throw one on top of the sandbar. Try to cover all different. The edge of the sandbar, if you can, even if it's the edge, I found 
you know, yep. shallow or the edge deep. That's like the honey hole for us. That's where yeah. we're finding the big guys at. If you can get it close to that sandbar, I mean, it's when you got to bomb it over the sandbar, it's not quite as easy to control where it's going to go. But if you can get it as close to that drop as you can, and then we try to go long and short. You and just always have to remember that's where the bait is sitting, is in that drop. And that's where, you know, the desirable fish are in their feeding is what we have found. Okay. So you're covering all the zones. Like you said, your favorite's the back of the bar. Totally get that. Uh, <laughs> and then you're going in the shallow. So smart. You're hitting all four zones. You're doing that piece. That's going to huge moneymaker there. Good move. Uh, what type of rigs do you like to use in the surf? Well, right now we have... Uh, salty Pompano. So we use it for, for Pompano, we use salty rigs. Um, he's He was generous enough to to send us some to use. And we actually were using them before he even sent them to yeah. us. So. <laughs> We have not personally met him yet, but he seems like a solid guy. Mm -hmm. um, so awesome. he uses all these Pompano rigs. As far as the, you're talking about the the, the, re, the rods and rails? No, no uh, we were going to get to that in a bit, okay. but we can go ahead and talk about oh, that. Well, no, well, no, we do the nope, Pompano rigs, and we've been using a lot of fish gum. We'll still go um, over to fish bites. We'll, whatever is going to work is going to work. Um, but fish comes another really nice guy that reached out and sent us, um, some product and it works. So yep, Tony, we have, Tony's yeah. a good dude. Mm -hmm. Tony's a really good dude. Yes. Uh, so those are what we're using for, for the Pompano's and yeah. then we'll run, you know, we run typically in the summer. Shark setup. Starting now yeah. we, we start looking for the sharks. We, the last two times out, we had a heavier setup on, it's just a challenge because you're throwing a big piece out. <laughs> with a spinning rod and I still water's still too cold for me, but we'll run, we'll run that on just a, you know, shark leader and shock leader. And, and like at least a three hook. Yeah. No, okay. usually a six or seven. Oh, a six or seven. And that, and like this last time we were out, I mean, we didn't catch a shark. Uh, the big black drum that pictures are floating around came on a pompano rig, but um, we did. Oh, I it had does. <laughs> it always so does. Much so much i've caught more black drum on a double drop on a piece of fish bites than yep. on anything that yep. it was green fish bites yeah, green fish time. bites is what it did it was crazy um it was a fun fight because it was on our lightest tackle out there mm -hmm. oh yeah good times good times but that um usually with the shark setups uh what'd you say a six or seven hook yeah, six, seven, eight, nine. And then it's look, whatever. Then... I, I throw a net, so I had some. Uh... Whatever she caught yeah. the week before, and we had put in the freezer. She had a bunch of mullet, so we just you know use mullet or lady ladyfish. Um... Any any kind of heads work, right? <laughs> yeah, blue runners. If we catch something, especially in the summertime, if we catch blue runner, we'll put a blue runner on That's, there. Yeah. We've caught sharks and big redfish on a live blue runner. Um, I got uh, some. Yeah, I got some bonita for you. Oh, I got, I'll I got one. It. I got one in the freezer. I really. Yeah, that one's been in there for a while, so I don't think it's. Gonna It'll be okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> I just want the ones that we caught, and we still haven't caught one. I'm just thinking things. He says we caught, um, but he, but I'm the one that throws the net. So <laughs> he sets up. I the said fishing. she. I said she. <laughs> he he sets up all the fishing poles, and then in I, return, I go out and catch all the bait. Um, have you ever seen? It's have you ever seen a guy? with 10 thumbs try to throw a cast net yeah i look at him every time i try to throw a cast net that's I what i look like when i try to throw it as a so. side note that's my i guess out of everything i've learned down here 
um, saltwater fishing. That is my absolute favorite all-encompassing thing is to be able to catch your own bait, turn around, and get a stud fish with it. Um, that's the most rewarding to me. To me, it's not to go to the tackle store and pay for it. Yeah, she just goes and like catches it. <laughs> well, we're coming up into ladyfish seasons here, spring, you know, yeah, not too so long. You're yep. gonna get plenty. You get plenty yeah. of bait. Yeah, well, we're really gonna have to go fish together. I don't know why. We, <laughs> we gotta get out and go get show bobos and a bunch of other fun stuff. Uh, you were talking about rigs there. Uh, you wanted to talk. You mentioned your gear. Did you want to talk about your gear? You're welcome to. No, I thought you were talking about the tackle stuff. We do. We just run ten, nine, and ten foot pen rods, and they're, you know, I think we have the we have the all the 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 often hated wrath. Um, mm -hmm. We have a uh, there. Everything's pen, but it's the combos. So we haven't. That's our next yeah. to upgrade after she gets her shark pole and fighting belt well that's the thing and we I, we mentioned it earlier we came down here um and had to start all new all fresh and we wanted to do it all at once basically because <laughs> we were excited to go try everything um so we haven't had any problems with the pen i really have liked them they perform performed well brent does a great job every night of cleaning them <laughs> You know, a little soapy water, spraying down with hose. Um, so we have loved them. Now he did at Christmas time buy some nice non-combo rods, and as soon as he put that in my hand, I was that like, was a mistake. I'm like, well, maybe I, I, we do need it. That sounds upgrade. dangerous, right there. <laughs> so I mean, golf breeze, bait and tackle, and half hitch. I mean, they see me walk in the door and go, "Hoo hoo, he's here again." <laughs> you know, because I go in for you know four or five dozen shrimp and I leave and they're like, Oh, it's $592. And then I come home and she's like, what'd you buy? I'm like shrimp and two rods. Yeah. So <laughs> slow in his role with that. He got in a little bit of trouble because it was a lot of spending. I had to but... pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. That's fine. The pen rod, um, pen combos. And that's what we, that's what we try to get across on our channel. Um, I assume we have a lot of people coming down on vacation or new to the area watching it and know that we're newer to saltwater fishing. So they're watching to see what we're doing. And we do like to be able to tell people, you don't have to go out and buy the $500 rod and the $400 reel. Yep. You can um, get something simple. I'm not saying like run to Walmart and get their cheapest one because it's not going <laughs> to work. Um, yeah. But, you know, you don't need to drop a house payment. No, just to go no. out and have a good time on the beach. Not beaches. even a little. Not mm -hmm. even a little. Uh, last question in this one, but before I do say that, I wanted to say this: before your shark one, you, I, dude, I am all on, all in with you on the kayak thing. I've watched. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've I've been out there with uh, Coastal Worldwide and watched them kayak yeah. a mile, and I'm just like, nope. Nope, nope. See, I'm um, trying to talk Brent into not right now, but maybe in a year or two, um, do a little kayak fishing. Well, it's we got it's a whole but, different adrenaline rush, right? Because you have a lot going on in that little craft. And I, <laughs> I look at it this way. I mean, we we fish with. I'm sure you know who Dougie B. Fishing is. He formerly Rugaroo. Yeah. Um, so we fish with him quite often. He has a kayak and Merc and saltwater Mercs, yeah. but. They both have kayaks, and they've said, you guys should get kayaks. He said, the problem with that is I don't need one. I need <laughs> two. I said, and for me, I don't really want to paddle. When I have 200 horses, I can just go like this. Yep. 
and my boat goes that way. <laughs> I mean, that's All right, just well, what, me. What, what we need to do is just trade boat rides for kayak fishing. There you go. <laughs> So, so I, got, I got a kayak in the back. I can I can I can donate to the team and the cause. I got a, I got a, I got a 132. Don't worry, you're good. 13 <laughs> foot of happy. But I was gonna say for not having to do that, um, the RC fishing surfer, uh, Mike's got it here local for Smitty Surf Fishing, but that yep. has been a really good delivery device. Uh it look, I've, getting... watched, I've watched some of them and that looks like the way to go. Absolutely. Type I'd, I'd be truck. afraid that I'd stop fishing and I just like head down the boat and just start <laughs> driving the boat around and just you know I don't need to fish I'm gonna go play with my RC boat. Yeah, it, it'll make you want it. It'll, it will. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So the last question in this sector uh, section before we move into the next one is going to be: What do you do to adjust your tactics when the bite is not on fire? Fish more. <laughs> fish. <laughs> And fish hard and fish often and just keep going at it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Brent's, Brent's more technical than me. I just go out and fish more. I mean, for her, that's for that's very true. I mean, she just when when the bite's not good, we just go more often, even if we're getting our tails handed to that's us. That's when Brent hates me. But at the same point, this winter we did learn slowing down. Yeah, like we slowed nuts. we slowed down on the redfish and the trout to the point where it was painful for her. I mean, she's a she she was a she was a rip and lip bass fisherman from up north so she's everything's fast and hard and you know crank it as quick as you can and you get a bite and set them on their ears and you know now she's jerk jerk, let it sit jerk jerk, let it sit i'm gonna give a shout out to two people one i know personally dougie b fishing um we went out i call him the trout king of the of pensacola i call him the trout king of pensacola yep because he can get on those trout and he takes pride in his catches. Mm. Um, but we went out on the boat with him. He showed us where to go to get them. And he literally stood with me at the front of the boat and he'd look at me and go, slow down, slow down, do this, count to 10. You know, he really walked me through cause I'm, you know, a rip lipper, lip ripper. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how I was taught to fish. And then um, the other person is Southern Salt, Nathan. um, I love watching his videos and he is so, he has his own Southern Salt bait. Um, He ended up sending us some and it was very successful. Yeah, she had to, to, he sent us some of the hoodwinks, but she had to learn. How to use them. (laughs) She could fish for them like she was fishing for bass with a plastic, but these trout, when it's 50 degree water, you know they're lazy they're lazy they're not coming after that they gotta they gotta let it sit in front of them and they gotta think about it well maybe i'll eat that maybe i won't you know just slow to the point where it was uncomfortable it was pain it, it was very painful um i mean up north you just throw a chatterbait and rip it in and something's gonna go after it mm-hmm. this winter i had to learn to slow down that fish were biting on the drop um it was rough but those two people I really learned a lot from of how to how to finesse fish. Yeah, how to finesse fish. Yeah. And I think the other thing that when it gets tough, at least this winter, what we found, especially with the sheep's head, which... Oh, I love I, Brent Hayden. I can't stand seeing fishing for those things, but it's just downsizing everything. Yes. I mean, we're using teeny tiny hooks. We're using leader material that I'm like, we're never going to land. We're not going to land a bluegill with this leader. <laughs> but, you know slowing down and downsizing 
everything. Learn well. to work with the fish coming in rather than just ripping them in. Yeah. Basically is our big takeaway from this winter. And it was, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was a hard winter. Um, but we put in the work to get some, get a few fish. Well, even what you've done in the boat still counts in the surf too. When it comes to doing that exact same stuff is downsizing and being finesse because it is finesse fishing in the winter. That is, that's where you truly test your metal. Yeah. Not only mental state of metal, but your emotional because you, you can't force them to bite. And when that water is at the wrong temperature, man, it is just a brawl of come on, do it. Do it. <laughs> I know you want it. So I, I get that. And that you guys nailed it perfectly there. So great job closing up that section. And we're going to move into the next one here. But before we do that, we got to do another bait check because it's been oh, a few minutes. It is a second bait check. I can count of the episode and then hopefully you're limited out you're done you're just listening to this in the car on the ride home everything is good life is great you can't complain everything is just perfect and if you're still out there and you're just enjoying your day keep going just keep doing it make sure you got good bait out there maybe you need to change it change your location whatever it may be if something needs to be changed get that done this bait check is being brought to you by the kids can fish foundation awesome group i can't say enough good things about it they're taking kids and helping them learn how to fish. They're starting them out early. They say it all the time, more tackle boxes, less Xboxes. Your donations help them continue that. Hopefully they'll be national one day. That would be awesome. I'd love a chapter here in the panhandle. We got a lot of great places that they can do great things and they're really building it. They've also got their redfish tournament opened up to go to at St. Simon's Island. So if you want to do that, head on over to kidscanfish.net and uh, come out and fish. Abby and I will be there. We're already signed up, so we will see you all there, those that are going. So kidscanfish.net. Help them out. Help a kid. Like, get them out there to go fishing more. That's not so bad. So let's move into the old YouTube. Uh -oh. It's always a fun one. What made you guys start a YouTube channel? Me? Um, in, in short order, I, the, that's what I watch. I don't watch... TV. I mean, I'll get sucked into like some a uh, Netflix show and I'll watch that. But I watch YouTube. Um, I did it when we lived in Chicago. I watched a lot of stuff when we lived in Tennessee. And then when I came down here, that's how we learned. I mean, it's all I watched all the big names that everybody that everybody watches down here when I first met you know, Brandt and Beach Bum and all those guys. That's how I learned some tactics. And I looked at it and said, they, we, and I'm lumping me in with, we, all the same. They're a bunch of middle-aged white guys. And I said, there is, there is no. That's not a mean. They're not all the same. They're, they all have good quality. They're all guys. They're all guys. I said, there's no, and, and I knew she fished just as hard as any guy I've ever met. So I said, there's no women in our area that I've, that I've found that have a channel. So. I finally convinced her to go for it, and it's been fun. It's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been more fun than I thought, and the people that we've gotten to meet um, through that have been have been phenomenal. And on my end, that's how Brenton sold it to me. He's all I mean, years and years. He's watched YouTube, fishing, hunting, a little bit of hiking. Um, I never got overly into the YouTube watching. I just don't watch a lot of TV. I'm always busy doing 
other things. Um, but I'd watch it here and there. And then when we moved down here, I started paying attention more to what he was watching, you know, Bearded Brad, all, you know, all the big guys, cameraman Ron, um, because I needed to do a lot of learning. And we didn't know anybody. We knew a very small group of people um, and a few fish, but they don't fish as much as we do. Most of them, you know, just like to boat, which is great, but we just really needed to learn. And so what, so like I said, I was watching more YouTube with Brent and he kept saying, I think we should try this for fun. And at first I held back cause I'm a very private person, believe it or not. Um, I could be very shy. But he kept presenting it as this will be a great way to get into the fishing community, to meet people. Um, maybe we'll get more tips and tricks. And that was really what caught my attention was meeting other anglers. And if I can meet other female anglers, all the better. Because when Brent's out of town, I'll have someone to fish with. <laughs> I see what's going on here. Mm, so, the real the real plan comes out. <laughs> so he, that's how I became convinced. And then after it started, I mean, if you look back to our first few videos, we're doing it from our phone. Cause he's like, I look at those first, they were terrible. He wanted to go first... off by GoPros immediately. And I'm like, let's see if I can even handle this. So, I mean, the first couple, we caught damn good fish, but the editing quality was terrible. Um, but I did enjoy and this is why I continue with YouTube. I do very much enjoy looking back looking at what we've, what we've caught. Because when you're in the moment, when you're catching a monster fish, or you have four rods bent on the beach with pompano hitting them, you're actually not going to remember the details of it. It, it. For me, it all becomes a blur. So I very much enjoy looking back on our videos. Mm. And even it helped us this winter um, because we went back to see what was the weather when we caught this fish, what were we using, what color, all those things. Yep. Um, so, so it's kind of like our little diary at this point, our little fishing journal. Um, you know, we, we throw in some music, we throw in, you know, little pop-up stickers here and there just for the enjoyment, um, of the viewers. But for us, it's become a little personal diary and, it has turned out to be a great way to meet um, fish, fishermen, like, yeah, like-minded people in our area. You know, you just gave the unwritten guide key to one of the coolest things in fishing, and I've never said it on I've never said it on the podcast. Never. You're going to make me say it, which is fine because well, no, I want to know. <laughs> If you go and you're having a hard time fishing and you go look at your favorite YouTuber, uh, their channel, mm -hmm. and you scroll down to the one year ago, and then you find the one that's like, you know, nine months, 10 months, 11, you know, you're within the zone, see what they were doing at that time, because yep. that's um, their catalog. Now, yep. me personally, I am a little eccentric. Um, <laughs> I have a written notebook and I have notes on my phone dated with what i used what bait what mm -hmm. rig, what range weather like i was taking and i still do i'll be honest <laughs> I, I take notes for that because that reason right there there's it's gonna make you a better works. angler hopefully <laughs> but 
for yep. me, it's because I'm so pissed off when I go out and I go, I know what I'm doing. I know what I've looked at. I know I'm in the right spot. I've done all the things that I know. What am I missing? And I look and I'm like, okay, that's what it was. Or maybe it was a, you know, water temperature, huge, yeah. huge importance for me to cast out my thermometer, which I do to check the depth, what the temperature is in that zone. It's those little things will make a huge difference. So I, mean, I agree. Glad oh, I said that. Also like, damn it. Now I gotta yeah, get yeah, my I've looked at her many times and it actually this not this past weekend, but the weekend before we went surf fishing and got we fished all day. <laughs> I mean, we got out there probably eight o'clock and we left when it was pitch black and we caught nothing. And I, you know, it's just one of those, like, what are we doing? Like, why, what am I doing wrong? I presented it every different way I could possibly think of, but you know, it just didn't work, but that's nice to be able to go back and look yeah. at art or I didn't never really thought about it. I mean, I've looked back at other people's old videos, but I've not. Oh, I have done it for the time. But that's of funny because I'm at the big watcher of YouTube. Yeah. But when we're getting ready to plan where we're going to be, I definitely will go and peekaboo in someone's channel. Oh yeah. Exactly. A year ago, where were they fishing and what were they using? Because it worked then. Why would it not work at the same time of the year? Yep. So I. I I'm I'm a weirdo when it comes to research. I I used to complain about it. Now I'm like, no, hold on, I'll find it. I think it comes with age, right? <laughs> and if we can get answers, yeah. we'll do the homework for it. Yeah, it's, it's it's that youthful abuse we took in like middle and grade school. <laughs> uh, you know, the Encyclopedia Britannica and yeah. Dewey. Da and, oh God. Well, now it's so much easier to do your research because there's apps, there's YouTube, there's yeah. Facebook. Um, it's not you know just cracking open a book anymore. Yeah, for you younger generation, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica was essentially the equivalent to your Wikipedia, but factual. Right. There you go. You're welcome. You lucky kids. I'm glad you, you have to do that because my kids would know what that is. <laughs> it's the, so sad. It's damn mm -hmm. it. Ugh. So you've been. Uh, what is you kind of talked about it, but let's nail it anyway. What is your channel about? Having fun, um, and learning with us because we're learning as we're going. Not that we're dummies and know nothing about fishing, but we had to learn a whole new style of fishing. Um, new gear, everything we've talked about already. Um, and we're very blunt and honest, and, you know, like a very real YouTube channel. We'll show, you know, me dropping fish. Um, one video I got bit by a mangrove snapper. I mean, you if you pay attention to the crunch, a lot of, a lot of channels will edit that all out. Um, to me, if I'm going to watch something, I want to, you know, I don't want the, I don't know, Sesame Street version. I want to see how much work they're putting into it and all the ugly that goes with that, too. Good. Yeah, but we try to show, we try to show all of it. I mean, there, there's been a lot of good. There's been a lot of really bad. But, you know, we, that's how people learn. If they see that it's not always you know, great. Like she loves sheep's head fish. Loves it. Oh, Brian. I can't stand it. Like I'd rather, I can't stand fishing for sheep's head. They're the most frustrating fish. To I sheep, agree. They're, to fish they're, rough. Rough. they're rough. You know, they're very rewarding. You know, and I, we try to show that we portray that she loves it. I can't stand it, but you know, we do, we do it. 
Yeah. And I think that's, Brent, you kind of just hit it nail on her head. What our channel is about, um, it's not just female fishing. You're watching a couple. So you're getting a different view than a lot of the other local YouTubers. Because the whole time that we're fishing, we're just being a couple that have been married far too long. <laughs> Um, fuck so them on far so too long. Too long. Wow, that hurt me. Yeah, God, tell me about involved. it. Jeez. Uh, Ryan, it sounds like just you and I are going fishing. All right, <laughs> fine. I mean, I'm down. Let's go, man. Wow. Pretty sure, though. Wait, um, Ju Julie, was that your way of not saying the years is just saying it that way? Was that was that what that the plan was? Uh, maybe. I don't even know. How long have we been married? Coming up on 24? 24 years? Ah, congrats, guys. Yeah, so it's a long time to be with congrats. the same person. But, you, but that's the point, is you get to see um, two people fishing together. And then the cool thing about that is you'll see my point of view, Brent's point of view, and then sometimes if we're good enough and remember to turn on the other camera, you'll have that third what do you call it? The third person? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you get to see, it's just nice. You know, I love watching, we'll just say Brent. Um, he's a big, big name. When he's out fishing, when he's by himself, you get his point of view. And then he's real good about setting up a camera, especially if he's beach fishing. So you get that angle, but he's talking to the viewer and that's it, which is great. I mean, for sure it has worked for him. Our channel is a little different because you'll hear me yelling at Brent, like, cut that line, move this, you know, so it's, you kind of enter a little 10 minute piece of our life and see what yeah. we're doing. And you'll see, we, we don't, we don't edit out the, you know, if we get a little bicker session on the beach, you know, we just leave it in, you know, it is what it is. It doesn't happen often, don't make no, it sound like. No, it doesn't. You don't, you don't stay married to the same person that long and bicker all the time. No. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It normally does not end well. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyone. So, mm -hmm. all right. That's good stuff. Um, would you say that running a channel has made you a better angler? Mm. I, I would say yes. Um, only because we do more research because I, we feel, and we don't have to, I know that but I'm a competitive person. So I want to always make sure I have a good video to drop every Thursday around six o'clock, basically. So I'm going to do my research to find where the fish are, um, get on those fish, whether it takes me one trip out or five trips out before that Thursday comes up. So it's forcing us not to fish more because we'd be out there anyways, but to put more work into it, you know, after this last winter. Um, that and we're very cautious. We're, I mean, both my parents are police officers, <laughs> um, retired, but so we're big rule followers. Um, but knowing that we have all these people watching us, we try to show even more so, hey, this pompano is only 10 to the fork, so we're going to throw them in. Um, and we'll check it, double check it, and then check it again just to make sure, because we don't want to give out misinformation. That's our big thing. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I, mean, I, I agree with all of that, but I would say the, kind of the same thing. It definitely has made me a better angler because it makes me put in the effort. It makes me put in the time because I, I watch, usually every other day I'll sit down and I catch up on everybody that's local. Yeah. I mean, I am subscribed to every local angler in our area 
and I watch their videos because if everybody's out there killing the pompano, why do I want to come inshore and chase speckled trout? Yeah. You know, I need to go out, you know, same with Facebook. I need to be out there. I call there. them the money fish, whatever the money fish of that time. So for a while, it's sheepside. Now everybody's wanting the pompano because that's what's going to be running. Um, and that's what all the tourists want to catch when they come down. So he's looking to see what videos are going to be played. Yep. Um, and we have some, we have some trout videos on backup right now because that season has passed. Not that it's passed, but that's not what people are looking for right now. Um, so he does, he does watch a lot of YouTube, <laughs> a lot. Hey, it's a lot better than most TV nowadays. If we're being That's honest. very true. Yep. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a history channel type of girl. Mm -hmm. Speaking my language. I, yeah. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> unfortunately, when I, when I hurt myself, I ended up getting back into TV and I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that yet. Yeah. What has been the biggest lesson learned for you after running this channel? Do not ever leave your camera at home. Oh, <laughs> we, I, we made that mistake. we made that mistake on her. We just decided we were going to go out for just a day of fun, and she caught her. Well, at the time, it was her PB redfish. She caught like a forty-inch redfish, and we had no semblance of anything to film with. And we made a short of it on a phone, but. Um, that's the biggest thing is once you have, once you start fishing with a camera, you, you can't leave it at home anymore. It's cause you never know. That's the, <laughs> you know, that's the best thing about fishing down here. You never know what's going to yeah. hit the end of your rod. <laughs> my, my answer is different and it comes from the female perspective. Um, through YouTube, I have learned, um, uh, everybody's self-conscious at different points. If you're not, Hey, good for you. But as a female, <clears throat> um, you'll see me out there in a bikini. I'm not gonna put on long sleeves and pants when it's 95 degrees out and I'm sitting on the beach fishing. So, but at my age, uh, I have had to learn to ignore whatever the feedback is gonna be. You know, I've had kids, I'm an older woman, there's gonna be imperfections for sure. So I had to learn self-love basically and ignore because i'm the one editing these videos so if i see a dimple here or stretch mark there i'm like oh i can't show that but then i i have to remind myself you know what everybody's out fishing they're not watching these videos to see a perfect body because they need to go to a different channel for that one <laughs> but um so that that was my hardest lesson when it came to youtube um was just acceptable what i have and uh learn to live live it and we don't pay it. we don't yeah and that yeah to, to go along with that just not pay attention to the noise because there's always going to be somebody that's out there that's not going to you know there's always going to be haters out there so and we, we and that made it sound like we get a lot of hate no, um, we, no don't. we don't well actually i found a lot of support as a female angler um once in a while usually on instagram um, I'll get girls can't fish type comments and I'm, I'm smart. I'll, the, I'll use it as a the worst. She's the last person you want to say that to. Um, so because I will, it just becomes motivation and, yeah. you know, viral, I don't, viral I don't, material. I don't reply to them, but I will definitely throw, uh, their comment up on my social media along with whatever fish I caught that week. 
and then I let I let the viewers <laughs> ring the the person. I think the there was one guy um, that said, "Bro, he must have thought that a guy was posting it." So basically, he thought Brett handed me a fish and put me up there. Yeah. And I, I don't even think I was in a bikini that day, but that guy was not happy to see me holding that big old fish. So he said, "Bro." girls can't fish why are you faking it and so i literally blew the comment up and said make this guy famous and she made a, she made her own little video out of it yeah that comment and then a bunch of pictures it was but, but it was locally fun. in our area it's been nothing but positive um feedback yep. as a female angler and again i'll say it again i'm always looking for fellow female anglers to go out with so you can hit us up. Maybe she's getting tired of fishing with me. Right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but he doesn't have a job. He has to, has to uh, town here and there. I mean, good on you. It's the keyboard commandos are always out in full force. It never fails. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. And I can only imagine from your side, obviously, I can't put my feet in that kind of shoes to understand. Um, well, you but... can go out fishing a bikini and see how it is. Oh, it will go viral. <laughs> and see, I am the dumbass that would. That's we the worst part. The new male swimsuits that start uh, at the shoulder, I mean, a stack going down. You could, I mean, you could rock that. You could. They're rock. awful. The clickbait. The clickbait title alone is. Do you want to barf? You know that. That's pretty much what my video would be. You know, you want to see that? Uh, no one wants to see. That. But yeah, the funny part is, I'm going to post this in the. You know, I'm going to post this, and someone's going to make a comment that listens and goes, "Yes, you will do this. You have to now. I have to see it." It's like you don't know. You don't need to see that. Yeah. I don't even want to see it. No. Uh, no. Talking about bikinis, though, I did want to mention this. So when we first started, there was rumblings of. Um, oh, it's a girl in a bikini fishing. That that was the first set of backlash that we got. And I will say for our channel, you will never see me holding something. You know, the fish picture, the, um, what is it, clickbait? The, you know, there was a the th the thumbnail. thumbnail. But people are saying we're using clickbait. And I said, well, I, my response always was, you haven't watched the video done, if that's oh, what you're yeah. saying. Because you'll see me. It's Florida, especially right now, springtime. I'll start off in just long sleeve t-shirt and shorts, middle of the day, might be down in the swimsuit. And then by a couple hours later, I am full blown winter gear. I mean, so yeah. that's the one thing that we heard is that we're click baiters and that I refuse to do on uh, YouTube for sure. Yeah. Good on you for that. And yeah, keep doing the good stuff you guys are because you're doing really good stuff on YouTube. It, it's been it's been fun and entertaining to watch. It really has. You know, I, I love the fun video. You're doing. Good, good, good. All right. Well, I'm going to get you down to the uh, last. I'm going to get you to the closing questions here. That's that's All right. we're almost there. But uh, in order to do that, we got to do the last bait check because that's important. such a fun day like i love the background on that i don't know what it is it's just like damn i remember that fish that was an angry fish that was a good day uh for those of you who are listening uh, we're recording on uh stream right now and we're actually face to face which is something new coming don't worry more to come but this paycheck is brought to you by the sinker guy head on over to the sinker and look at everything that's going on in the sinker guy garage terminal tackle got you covered sinkers it's in his name i love the sputniks i use them all the time Man, I've got a whole lot of write-ups and stuff on that to talk about. So they work for me, and I love them. 
and maybe you need to get your hands on a couple rigs the bruno rig has been doing great things we've seen a lot of ones on there and then the rig that i always use you'll find it on at least two to three of my rods at a time is the mortician rig He's got them already ready to go with a bunch of snoods and some other fun stuff. So head on over to thesinkerguy.com. Get your order in today because it is quick shipping, I promise, real fast. Well, at the end of the fun, oh, man, these are always kind of sad to do. I don't know why. I always I get so invested in the conversation. It just constantly comes back to me there, and I'm like, all right, I guess we're almost done. <laughs> so um, what knowledge would you give to a brand new angler? You don't have to spend a ton of money to be successful and do your research yep. of your area of what fish are wanting, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's, that, that, I don't have much really to add to that. You don't have to spend a fortune. And, you know, you probably should go watch every video on Real Coastal's YouTube channel. <laughs> and then, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, but, no, you but, should. But look you at, should. you know, talk, watch the local videos, talk to your local tackle shops, talk to local people, you know. The, it, it, have fun. You'll find them. Have fun. You'll find them. That's my big thing. Have fun. Like, don't make it a chore. Always have fun when you're doing what you love. Nice. Very well done. All right, the very, very last question, and I know you saw there was a bunch in there, but they were like actually repetitive because I messed up when I did my writings. Uh, <laughs> I do that from time to time, is what's next for you? Oh. A lot. Yeah, we just got back from Kiwas not too long ago. Um, and since then, we're just getting back out in Pensacola and of our waters, you know, going after what's biting. Um but really, we were just talking about this earlier today. This summer on green days, right when the wind's real low, um, I want to get Brent out and do more offshore fishing because yep. I love that. Um, because he's the captain of the boat and we're newer to offshore, uh, he's more hesitant to go out. Um, but it's but it's time to learn. It's time to learn. Yeah, we've got and now water. we have some friends that we know that that have a boat, so I can buddy boat with somebody because I'm a single outboard. That's my fear. Yeah, I'm a single outboard. What happens if something happens out there? It's I'm not fear. running 20 miles back in a, on a trolling motor. <laughs> but um, I would say there's a lot of good stuff coming. I mean, social media wise, we got the rest of our keys trips coming out. Just dropped one. Yeah, tonight. we just dropped a video tonight. It was my favorite um, video from the keys. Yeah, my my best fish of my life was caught on that yep. on that video. Uh, we've got some redfish stuff coming up. The uh, drum. Like she caught a, she caught a big stud drum the other night. Um, and it's the weather's only getting better, and the days are only getting longer. So there's just more time to fish now. So yeah. So we don't have any plans to travel other than visiting family, that type of thing. Um, nothing too exciting. We're just going to focus on our area where we live um, because that's where we love to fish. And hopefully the Pompano show up soon. <laughs> no. Like lots of them because <laughs> they don't like me right now. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for some Pompano videos. They'll be here soon. <laughs> soon. Yeah. It's, it's about to get stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's I all think I, so too. I always know March. Cool. April that's on not even a little worried that i'm going to get the freezer stack so you're going to be just fine yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Well, you guys have been a ton of fun to talk with. Thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story, sharing your knowledge, and all the stuff you're doing with your social media and the growth and helping people out. It's outstanding. So thank you for all that you're doing. And I look forward to watching your journey continue. And uh, I definitely look forward to getting out fishing with you guys. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. And we definitely got to make it happen. We got to get out on the surf here one of these days. We're, uh, okay. we're, we're pretty close to neighbors, I think. So we can make it happen anytime. I think we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will happen. Well, it was a blast talking to you. We always enjoy your knowledge you pass on. Brent's a, I, I check in and out, but Brent is a faithful listener of your channel. And now the Friday nights, you suck me into those hard. I oh, got... man. Friday he, nights. Every Friday dates. night, I'm there. I don't get dates anymore. Period. He's always... um, we get lots of dates. Fishing we just kind of have dates. Fishing rods in our hands. Fishing in public. That's our, that's our <laughs> dates. But um, it was a great, great time. Hope to see you soon. Out on the water. Yep, for sure. You definitely will. All right, you guys, we will talk soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope this episode is helpful for you. It was a lot of fun to record. I really enjoyed this. It was a lot of fun to talk with them. They did great stuff. Like I said, I wasn't kidding. Their social media stuff has been a lot of fun to follow, um, which is one of the biggest reasons you go to YouTube, you know, entertaining and learning. So they're, they're doing real good things. So go take a look at Real Coastal. You'll find them on all the social media. A lot of fun stuff to learn and go with from there. Hopefully this episode was fun for you. It was fun for me. We'll see you next week. You can listen to Finding Demo Surf Fishing. I'm out of here. <laughs>